So here we go. Sunday morning is the time to break down to thank the amazing patrons over on Patreon. We start off with our gold members, Mr. Brendan Myers, James Johnson, Ryan Turfer, Coach Timbo, Sheldon Benedict, Joel Brooks, Dawn Becker. Thank you guys so much. Our platinum producers, Nancy Boots and Tammy. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys. And then we hit our diamond executive producers, Bobby Miller, Lee Navarro, Corey Hicks, Jonathan Brown, Purple Monkey. Thank you guys oh so much. On to the show. If we ran Nintendo. What is up, everybody? And welcome to episode 167 of If We Ran Nintendo. I am Bobby, the Nintendo guru, joined by the greatest co-host in all the land, Mr. Sean Capra. Bobby, it's nice to see you today, my friend. <laughs> nice Although, to see you. Nice to I got to say, I got you just just to say, you can talk for most of the show, but I just want to say this right now. Um I think I'd rather go back and play some Zelda, my friend. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, so I we'll would too. we'll have a nice show. We'll have a mm-hmm. we'll have we've got great topics. We've got Brandon yes. Myers helping us out today. Um but I got to say, I just keep tearing up at this stupid Link's Awakening game, man. It is so damn good. Why are you tearing up? It's just so... The music, the way that they've done the the theme in this rendition of the theme, I think is super special. It's the cutest damn Link I ever saw in my life. And all the Mario stuff. I'm jumping around with my feather. It's it's everything I ever wanted, man. It's so good. We'll get into that. I get emotional. I'm an emotional person. I'm also very tired these days, Bobby. Okay, I don't know why that is, but okay. I don't know why either. I might be. A, I might I have know. an iron deficiency. Well, if you were smart and you lived your life like your son Link, oh, and yeah. you learned how to eat while you're sleeping, that would just take oh, away time. Oh my god, dude, that was the funniest thing. I'm sitting there watching him going, "This kid's gonna choke. He's why are they letting him eat?" Full on asleep, and he just he reached, yeah. and he grabbed like <laughs> he grabbed his little puffs, and he's just stuffing his face, sleeping in the car <laughs> yesterday. Man, it was so I'm funny. Like, I'm like, this kid is like, he's thinking. Outside the box. I know. He's like, I know. if I eat while I sleep, I don't have to stop playing to eat. I can That's just true. keep going and living my life. You just need a little Kids. bit of fuel, but you don't want to totally wake up for it. He's Here's- preparing for when he becomes the hero of time. He's going to basically be able to sleep and eat and then go fight monsters oh all day long. Guys, check out uh, – like. On Instagram, I don't really do any gaming stuff. Like, I've decided yeah. that's mostly, like, family and kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's kind of what we're talking about. There's a video I posted on Instagram yesterday. Uh, Lincoln, on the way back from Calgary, on a three-hour trip, falling asleep in the back of the car. And yeah. he went and, yeah, he made sure that he was well-fed. So he's a, yeah. he's a good independent <laughs> kid, you know what I mean? You just throw him back there. He can have a nap. He can have a little snack. It's all good, dude. It's good stuff. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, so Sean, let's kick this episode off like oh. we do each and every episode with our shout-outs. Geek outs, geek outs. Oh, my goodness gracious, Bobby. The snake amiibo is not in very nice. good shape. In my, uh, I, I bought one yesterday. I found one at EB Games. Um, but before I bought it, I love it. Got it. This is also this is actually a shout-out. Um, mm-hmm. To the folks over at EB Games, I went in. I was really excited to get a snake amiibo because I went in and I asked for it, and he, and he just motioned to where it was. I'm like, do you have a snake amiibo? He's like, and he's over here. I'm like, yes, you do. And so we kind of made a real good connection right at the start. And he's like, I have to warn you. I don't know what the UPS guy did when they delivered everything. Games, everything in perfect shape. All the other amiibo, perfect shape. The snake amiibo, it's like they did that Ace Ventura move at the beginning of the movie where he steps on a box and he squishes it and mm-hmm. kicks it down the hallway and everything. They're all damaged. And Ooh. like some more than others, like there were there were others there. There were just the like, boxes or the actual amiibo. The bo- the like the, the the packaging of the amiibo is all okay. like the cardboard okay. and sometimes in the plastic and everything. So Ooh. we're sorting through. They think they had like five or six, and we're sorting through. And and it's so funny because it's me. The store is full. There's other people, but it's me and the two guys who are working there, and we're examining each and every one. And we're like, I don't know, man. Like from the front, this one looks okay, but like on the back, it's kind of like messed up and everything. Um, so long story short, they sold me one and they gave me a discount. They said it was store worn, and they gave me a discount. Oh for wow, it. that's awesome, dude! Very cool. So I don't Can't even know if that. I want to take it and take it out of the box or not. But I just really appreciated the fact that they had a whole up. Just so yeah. you know, I guess they're not that bad. Like the one that I got is not that bad. But they, it's like they knew me <clears throat> as I walked in the store. They're like yeah. this guy cares about the packaging. I. I got all mine. Mine are coming out. I'm not even. I'm not even keeping them in. I don't. I just don't even know where I'm going to put them. That's the thing about it. Now, there's too much. The the boxes take up too much space. The thing is, man, is well. That's that's one. Number two, dude. There's over a hundred and something of them. I know. How in the world do you even have space for that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I have. I mean, dude, my top shelf up here. That's just Smash Amiibo. 
I know. And that's and that and that's two, three deep. I've pushed them back. That's crazy, dude. <clears throat> and then I have a whole wall here that are just all various ones. These ones aren't smashed at all mm-hmm. in front of me. And then I'm going to have to put my other cases up in the other room and put some more over there because I'm out of space, man. I know because your I'm, third and fourth walls are going to be covered with actual well, Nintendo Switches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But you don't have to that, buy that's... every color, Bobby. You don't have to buy every single color. Okay, okay. Let me explain the deal that right. I got. And oh, this is really? Why I did. Really? Oh, dude. So this guy's selling switches I, out the back of his truck. Best Buy. I bought <laughs> okay. Best Buy. I bought flat out. I bought the yellow one flat out done. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to buy three. Me and Miguel stopped at GameStop yesterday, and they were doing a deal. Where if you traded in an iPad Pro towards a Nintendo product, Nintendo Switch, they would give you a three hundred dollar trade. Whoa! So because Miguel is an elite member, mm-hmm. they give an additional twenty percent on top. Twenty percent. Yes. So I actually paid for the second two switches sixty dollars. Oh, that's pretty good. So that's why I jumped on it. Otherwise, I would have jumped on it. iPad Pros are worth yeah, but a lot, aren't they? iPad, it's a it's a original gen. It's not. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's an okay, older this generation. Is okay. This is and okay. I don't use it anymore to draw. I was worried so about I was you, like, Bobby. yeah, no, 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 no. I, I the thing is, is like I have I kept the pencil because mm-hmm. I just thought if I do buy a newer iPad Pro because that has been debating lately. But mm-hmm. I've also been thinking about doing like um what Adam Leonard does. Adam Leonard has this uh get that actual tablet. Box. Mm-hmm. He's got the tablet. It's a mm-hmm. bot, and I looked at one of them when I went to E3 last year or two years ago, and looked at them and got some brochure information. That those things are really really cool. Yeah. What he has, so yeah. I I've, I've thought like if I'm going to go do this, like go spend the real money and get mm-hmm. a good one. You know, so, talk to but, Fiona McKinnon as well. I'm not sure which one she's using, um, mm-hmm. but Fiona McKinnon as well. I'm not sure if she has the same one or I'm not like because because um, Adam does it for a living, so I yeah, imagine that yeah, his yeah. is like the sixteen thousand dollar box or whatever. Um, no, they're not. They're not as bad as you think they are. Maybe they're pretty. 000. I mean, they're probably twenty thousand. But whatever. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Number keeps going up. That'll be a Patreon goal. If you guys you can get it. us to twenty thousand dollars, I'll buy this thing. Look, man, patrons are already <laughs> helping out for the extra life right now, so it's all good. Yeah, Everybody, man, yeah. man. Speaking of that, skinny Matt talking to us about go- coming down with Preston. It's going to be amazing, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, everybody, man. everybody yeah. who's thinking about it, I'm going to be looping back to you guys. But shout out again to Lee Navarro. We um, almost had we almost deal. had Justin Masson there. We were close to having Justin Masson. Are we not having him do, there? Is we're not going to have him now. Because, yeah, he has to do some work stuff. He's uh, traveling the same exact time that it I'm is. I'm just going to show up camp. at Justin Masson's house one of these days. I'm just going to drive on down. You should. Say, hey, I'm staying for the weekend. You take care of the kids. Well, you're going to do that here, so that's going to be fun. That's true. Oh my god, we'll do some I content. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. it's going to be the best. I think. I think. I don't know if we really talked about this, and I'm just going to make you agree to it right here. But we could. We could pre-record. We could have a couple of these shows in the can and do it live. Like we could have it like in your house. We'd like together, so that the next couple of weeks worth of if you're at Nintendo is us in the same room. We could be. Oh, that's fine with me. Yeah, 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 yeah that's fine with me. Have our wall. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We could do that. With that's the no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um. Listen, let's let's get into the seriousness. Let's do some shout outs here, okay? I thought we were. Um, Justin Masson, I, I, I Games. That's Lee not really, Come on, that's not really shout outs. Um, Chris Johnson. Oh, yes. He reached out to me this week. Me too. And he was like, hey, man, I was listening to If We Ran Nintendo. I'm so glad that you guys kept it going. I appreciate it. And I'm I like, dude, him. thank you, man. Right? That really meant the world to me, man. It really did. Especially with, I mean, I don't know whether he was really getting into where we are but there was i think there was a moment where i was kind of like i don't know what i'm doing here you know what i mean Ooh. like i kind of scaled back on all my content mm-hmm. because of my health issues and i was just like getting real worried and now we're pushing forward i'm having the best time of my life mm-hmm. um you know so it's you know so i appreciate that comment that means the world to well me, he's man. got a and, trillion and, things going on man he's got his podcast he just moved they had packs yeah. a little while ago like he's got a ton going yeah. on for him to just take the time that's the thing anytime anybody just carves out a little moment of their day to reach out and say like hey i listen to what you do and i appreciate it that is amazing dude because you kind of get you kind of get in your own little world right of the people who yeah. are always engaged and you never forget yeah. those people and you're you're always grateful for those people but yeah. those are the only ones that you're aware of so at sometimes yeah. it's like i think five people listen to the show and so it's always nice whenever somebody yeah. kind of comes out of the blue and goes like i'm still I think- here 
is really amazing. Yeah, I think what I think what I even more enamors me about Chris step reaching out to us is Chris was writing for EGM years ago, mm-hmm. and it's stuff that I read. Mm-hmm. And like, he's a real deal. So I so I look up to these guys. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that and eight four eight four play um, the podcast. I listen to those guys too, John Ricciardi and all them, and and like I look up to those guys as well because I'm like, I read their stuff, you know yeah, what I mean? Man. Like, so it's it's kind of cool to like this guy who I kind of look up to is reaching out to us to be like, hey man, you're doing a good job. Like, I there's appreciate no kind it. of like, about it, dude. Like, I I just think that he's so genuine. I just want him to be in my family. He looks like my brother-in-law. <laughs> like he, he actually he looks very he looks like he could be your family. He definitely looks right. Like he could be I think we're both maybe you know torn from the same cloth or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, oh, very very cool. Everybody should be checking out the Player One podcast because absolutely they have been you know they've been going for like twenty five years or whatever. Uh, they're oh on episode they like start, 670. They start way, yeah. They start way before anybody else. They they, they were starting they the days were, where you had to download the podcast from your computer onto your iPod. Yeah, like that's yeah. What, yeah they like they're OG stuff, man. Yeah. And they are they've been absolutely killing it lately i my yeah. sides are splitting when i listen yeah. to the show and i just i really truly adore them so to have them reach out yeah, yeah. that was a, i'm glad he reached out to you as well man because it was just yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, it gets to the point where you're like i don't know what to do with this this is so nice and kind i'm like oh <laughs> gee thanks chris you're like you're like he didn't say that to bobby i can't say nothing to bobby because i know right <laughs> <laughs> well i wasn't going um, to but i'm glad you mentioned it <laughs> yeah 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 well i like to I thank people when they do nice stuff like this it means it means a lot it's and, very uh, cool so here's another shout out that I have, uh, Patrick McNamara, Mister Nintendo Talk oh, himself. Nice. Um, listen, he's going to be on Nintendo Talk Live. We have brought this show back. We resurrected it from the dead. You sure did. So, so the I record today with Toby. A little bit later, that show goes up on Mondays. But then every Wednesday, which I've always coined as NES Day. Um, is going to be a live Nintendo talk and uh, we're going to do different topics. And, and this week we're going to continue the, the trend of the top five, the, Pat's top five Nintendo games of all time. That's great. And uh, it, it's so much fun, man. It's so, it's such a blast, but I love getting back into the live mood. Like it mm-hmm. just felt good to do that show live last week with uh, Nick Militia. We did mm-hmm. with Nick Militia on uh and that was fantastic. So. Yeah, Chelsea and I listened all the way back home. We were driving along. And Did you? Yeah, we had it in the car. It's weird because Chelsea can't stand when I listen to, to podcasts fast. And I don't think it mo- many people yeah. can really do that. Um, and I can't even get it like just a, just a notch up. I can't get to like 1.2 <laughs> speed. She notices. She notices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is so slow to me, though. Like it's so uh. weird just to like – even like music, we were listening to OK Beast. And oh, wait a minute. Okay, I got another shout out for those guys. Anyways, uh, we're listening to you guys, and we very much enjoyed it. That's my point. Okay, that's it. Good way and to I got, I've got a shout. Well, I've got another shout out that I was going to kind of bleed into. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, Beast, the boys at. O- okay, so for a while now, we've known that Blessing from Okay Beast was going to be on kind of funny. They ran a they ran a contest a little while ago, um, like the up and comers kind of thing. They mm. had Chloe on a number of weeks ago, and yeah. it just like it was such a huge deal for her, and she's absolutely exploding, and rightfully so because she's this. Totally dynamic, hilarious, awesome voice in the video game space. And they gave her a platform and people love her and as they should. And now the next, um, they had two spots. They had uh, one for Chloe and, the, and then OK Beast or Blessing got the next one. So a while for a while now, we've been kind of waiting for Blessing to do this. And just last week, Greg Miller spilled the beans that Alex Van Aken is also going to be there. Get out. He's going to be there with Blessing. They're going to San Francisco. And, man, I remember when, when it happened for Blessing and everybody was like, congrats, Blessing. I reached out to Alex and I said, like, I hope like I hope you're doing okay because I know that that can be really difficult because, and yeah, like, yeah. Blessing is, he's the head, he's the pioneer, he's amazing, and everything is well-deserved for him. But it's really yeah. hard when you're like, when you're right there with somebody and then they get that, yeah. that sort of thing. So I reached out to Alex. I'm like, I just hope you're doing okay, man. You're amazing at everything you do. And so when this kind of leaked out i'm like oh thank god man like i just That's pretty cool. he's so awesome and he's so yeah. kind and so talented and i just i can't wait to watch every moment they're gonna be on almost every show at kind of funny so if you guys but like they're, but they're i don't know if you saw this though they're all uh blessing is doing the games cast and i'm assuming alex is too mm-hmm. but with austin creed from up yeah. up down down which is yeah, huge. Dude. It's enormous. And, and those are wrestling fans. Xavier Woods mm-hmm. in, in wrestling. Like, I love 
the new day and all that stuff that they do. And it's like, man, this is amazing to see this. This is it's a great so opportunity, good. man. It is. really is. And this so is, well deserved. This is life changing, game changing moment. Like, oh, that's you're getting sure. that exposure to there and then mm-hmm. boom. You know, it's huge, man. Well, think about like what those what those guys do for indie games when they throw like their showcase and it it mm-hmm. lifts those things up. This is like dedicated. They get a whole week, dude. Yeah, and man. and they're already and they're great. They have nothing to worry about. They just go up yeah. there, they be themselves, and just more eyes on them. Holy cow! I'm so yeah. damn proud of them from the very first moment I ever listened to either one of them back when it was yeah. Pixel Pulse Radio and OK Beast. So special. Um, so different and unique. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to OK Beast. Everybody should be checking those guys out. Yeah. Um, Blessing Junior on Twitter and uh, it's Van Aken on Twitter. My yeah, goodness gracious. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So today we're going to discuss a couple things that we wanted to talk about. And one is you, I'll, I'll let you kick it off first. You, you threw this at me about talking about, uh, playing the switch on tv yeah yeah so yesterday when i was at eb games um we had a nice little chat with a probably a little longer because chelsea's waiting in the car with the kids but i probably should have been mm-hmm. speeding things up a little bit so we're talking about switch and uh, i was asking them like if the if the light was was selling well that day if it was kind of crazy and he said it's okay it's fine and he said you know like i kind of wish nintendo would make a like a tv only one like a non-portable and it's just a dedicated kind of console so you kind of do the the flip side of the the switch light mm-hmm. which you can't connect to a tv he would like something that you could only connect to a tv so there's no screen on it kind of like the the vita tv that nobody ended up caring about mm-hmm. and so i thought about this and i'm like i'm like this is a great if you're a nintendo topic like would we would we want to do this and i and i actually said to him like i could see them doing this but i wanted to throw it your way to kind of see how how this hits you because as it's weird how Nintendo can create revenue and excitement and all of this stuff around stuff, things that seem so limiting. Like, why yeah. are we excited about this light that we can't connect to the TV? I think there's a few people who are quite loud about it, and I and I get it. But yeah. it seems like Nintendo just continues to go against the grain by limiting features and then making a trillion dollars off of it. So I kind of wanted to explore that notion with so, you a little bit. So here's the thing with me, right? So I... When it first got talked about a mini, when they were calling it the Switch Mini, mm-hmm. I didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I really thought like, man, this just isn't for me. I I don't really like playing my Switch in handheld. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But then I really thought about it. I was like, I enjoy the 3DS in handheld. Right. And I'm like, but do I really want to dedicate one console to handheld? I don't like. I don't want to dedicate my switch to just the handheld mode. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. You know, what I mean, it's not going to work for me. So before, I would have said absolutely not for the TV mode. Right. But if they would give me a TV mode, like if the Pro that we're talking about here mm-hmm. is just a strictly TV mode, yeah, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that. Um, I would be okay with it just being TV mode. I'm and the reason, why, and the reason why I say that is, is because, I, and I posted this in um, Discord this week. Yep. Uh, Brian Altano basically did a breakdown of how you work the Switch to have two consoles on the same account. Okay. And what you do is, I, I basically took his whole thread and I posted it in our Discord, and it's basically a, a channel by itself that just says owning two switches. And essentially, what you're going to do is, as you as you create this account and you make your Switch Lite the primary account. Okay. Now you might say to yourself, like, why would I make that the primary account? That's mm-hmm. not my main Switch. The reason is, is your main Switch, your primary account, is not going to bounce back to the internet to make sure that this account is legit right because you're on the go with it you Mm -hmm. you won't have the ability for it to bounce back and then you won't be able to play games right the one that's connected to the internet you make your main account right and then Mm -hmm. what happens is or your home account i'm sorry your home account yep and then what happens is before you go to play a game it just sends a little and and the way brian says it's just like a handshake that's it yeah it's like a handshake boom and then you go and then it, essentially, so now I can basically play my games on the go and come back. Now, mm-hmm. you also have cloud saving now. So I can back up my handheld to the cloud and then go back to the TV, jump in, download the cl- from the cloud. So that way I'm mm-hmm. up to date and then start playing again. If that's the case, 
if that's what we're talking about, if I could have two individual consoles that are able to play the same games and I could take one that's dedicated for handheld out on the go mm-hmm. and play my games on the go and then come home and play one that's dedicated to TV mode that maybe has a little bit more ass to it yeah. and can actually push some more power <laughs> to it, you know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah. And be like, you know, here we go. We're going to we're going to push this and we're going to make this a better thing. Man, I'd be all for it. Yeah. And because it's become very it's not the perfect thing. It's not ideally the greatest perfect thing. But from what I'm understanding is from reading with Brian Thompson, it just works and it works really easily. Interesting. And it's not that difficult. Now, Interesting. My, my, my one thing that I throw out there and I go, it would be kind of cool to have this. And I, I want to see how it actually works out. But they're also saying that potentially there's people reporting that you can actually play both accounts at the same time. I'll what you and Chelsea do. Whoa, really? Yes. So accessing so, the same game at the same time. Yes. Hmm. No, I haven't tested it, and he hasn't tested it, but he we said he's talked to this. a few of his friends, and they said that if they use the same account, they can actually play online games at the same time. Mm, so if that's that the case, you would have a Switch, Chelsea would have a Switch, you could play Splatoon 2 at the same time, and it would stop you guys from essentially... Um, well, we bought the game twice, like games. Mario exactly. Kart and Splatoon. We bought all these games twice, which, like, yeah. I, like I think I've said it before. Like, I actually don't understand how that makes any sense for Xbox or, or PlayStation to do that. Like, it, act, we're we're using two copies. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no way around it. Like, I don't understand yeah. it. So, so I get that part of it. And to me, like, this seems like a very Nintendo Trojan horse kind of like ass backwards way of getting at um, the console market because there's yeah. really no, everybody acknowledges that there is no way that Nintendo comes out and um, competes with PS4 and Xbox one with an underpowered co- only console, like a, a at home mm-hmm. console. They had yeah. to do this hybrid thing, but man, as the, as time has gone on and, and now that there's this library and uh, the switch as a platform is undeniable. Everybody wants yeah. it. Um, they see that it's that it's good on the go. They see that it's good at, uh, on TV. The only way that I think that they could really sell a console, a home console, is to do it this way in like these three stages: the the hybrid, the handheld only, and then this one. So if it were ever to take place, this is the only way that it could possibly have happened. Now, okay, so I think that you and I are both on the same page that this would actually be a good idea. You're saying okay. a little bit about power. One thing I want to say: this, this is a good idea. For you and I. Sure. Business-wise, it is not a good idea. Okay. And this is why I say that. You are absolutely limiting your market to just North America and Europe. You are eliminating the Japanese market. You think so? Yes, absolutely. The reason for this thing is for Japan. The the Switch Lite. Mm, The Switch Lite was created for two things. Japan, the Japanese market. Yeah. And... For families in America and Europe who have multiple kids and they want to get them in their hands and go mm-hmm. and no problem. I watched a YouTuber. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Starts with an N. He's a Japanese YouTuber. And he's like, this is a must buy. Now, when it came to Switch, he was more critical of it and all this stuff. Yeah. But in the Japanese realm, in the Japanese world, this was a no brainer. Have to buy. Mm-hmm. So. When you think about it in those terms, right, and you go like, hey, this is this is what we are at, then yeah, man, <clears throat> it, it, the, the light makes a total sense to me. The TV mode only, we have, you have to really think about it and go, because mm-hmm. here's, here, here's a tricky game that you play. I want it to be more powerful, obviously, right? right? Yeah. But you run the risk of... That thing not being able to play on the light anymore. Right. Yeah. You have different versions of the same game. You like, how do you have, like, do you end up having like this performance or resolution mode options on a Switch game? And then the other thing, so the other thing that I think about is like, this would essentially be the third piece of hardware that they would be selling individuals. Like, I see this as being on a, like, an individual player basis, not necessarily for like, there's somebody who doesn't have a switch, but like they didn't want the the hybrid. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that being the case. This is for somebody who who has who's going to have both. So then, how do you price it accordingly? I think the reason that the light is such a no brainer is because they got that price down to one ninety nine. Yeah. So yeah. if we're looking at like a it's this it it's a it's a completely different direction. Yeah. It's limited to one TV. It's now competing against other other 
consoles. So mm-hmm. it's, in a way, you almost it almost has to have a little bit more power, but that's going to push yeah. it up in price. So it being the third piece of hardware, still not going to be as powerful as the other consoles. It's going to be more expensive. Like I'm as much as I, I just wanted to explore this in a, in a positive space. Like I don't know if that's going to make sense. Like I and mm. I don't know if that's necessarily yeah. the way that you have to do it. Because yeah. the console itself is very small. Yeah. Like the tablet itself is very small. So you have to imagine that taking up the screen, we talked about this all the time with the Wii U, with getting rid of the gamepad. You get rid of the gamepad, you cut that thing's cost in half. So maybe yeah. that would allow us a little bit of space to play with and make this an attractive perhaps, proposition. Perhaps, but but again, my biggest fear is you, some, some developers are struggling. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some developers um, that, that, like panic button stuff that panic button does works on the switch no problem no issues just boom go um but then you get developers um like CD Project Red which seems like Witcher is going to be a little bit of a slog or a little bit of an issue then you get games like Overwatch and Fortnite that can't run 60 frames they can only run 30 yeah um so it's it's like what ha- now what happens? So you put this game out and you the developers are going to start. I think what happens is the developers go like, well, I don't want to make it for the handheld. Mm-hmm. I want to make it for the for the TV mode. And that's all we're doing. And you run that risk of what they did with the new 3DS where you alienate people. And now people get mad at you. We have Nintendo. Well, I say we, but Nintendo has such a great relationship with consumers right now. Mm-hmm. They really do. If you. If you do something like this, I believe it alienates the hell out of people. And now well, people are it, like, because now because it becomes this. Even if you did make the handheld mode or the, the TV mode two hundred dollars, right? People, what's the first word people can say? Oh, so if I want to do this, uh, if I still want to have the hybrid situation, and I, because I want the more powerful home model, I'm just paying four hundred dollars now. Why yeah. do I have to pay four hundred dollars? And it's. I believe you start to fracture that relationship that you've built. Nintendo is right now in in, in a perfect position where when anything bad happens, like they just make another announcement and everybody falls back in love with it. I them. know, right? Yeah, Banjo's and in you, Smash, so everybody's happy. Yeah, so you do something like this, and I think you really upset the cart. And that's, it, that's it, an interesting take. Well, I mean, anything anybody does is probably going to upset a, a good portion of the internet. People yeah. are going to be loud about that too. And as you were talking about the the new 3ds, and as we kind of think about these sitting alongside other other platforms, this this is another positive for it. This could be a way for them to bridge the gap between the now generation of Switch and the next generation of Switch. So for them to build sort of like the next most more powerful version of it, maybe that mm-hmm. comes in the form of a non screen, non non handheld version so they start to get the components in this piece that isn't quite as complex as the all-in-one the screen and everything so you just have it dedicated to um to the console and then maybe a year after that that's where the the hybrid comes back so you kind of do a bit of a leapfrog back and forth between hybrid to dedicated handheld to uh, console back to (laughs) hybrid which is a little bit more advanced here's the thing when i think about it right i mean why do you want a TV only mode? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the reason behind it? Because essentially, right now, I have a TV only. You have mode. a TV mode. That of course. switch, that switch, never comes out of that dock. Mm-hmm. It never comes out of the dock. I have it set up to stream whatever. If it comes out of that dock, it literally goes into the dock in the living room. Well, it's the same question. It's the same question about the light. Why would you want just a, a handheld only mode? You have a handheld. Well, it's not the case. Because I didn't like playing handheld because I felt like it was a little too bulky and too cumbersome to carry around. Okay, so I would say the same sort of argument happens for the for the home console as well. I, like I don't love how this thing sits. I think I would I would rather a little bit more of a um, a permanent sort of setting. I would rather like an HDMI or um, a network cable attached to that thing. Like there's a lot of features there I that saying. I would I that I would saying. like. Um, like for it to sit in my in my uh, entertainment center a little bit. Better. I would even I would even go as bold as to say I would love to have an external hard drive be able to hook to it. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's yeah. another there's a whole other side of things here too where the, it's so small. That's kind of what I was getting at before. What if it looks at what if it looks more like um like a Chromecast? What yeah. if it's just like a that it just slots right into the back and it's an HDMI thing. Like, so you're right. Like it has to be, we have to think a little bit more about this. It can't just be another yeah. box sitting right. And it looks exactly yeah, it like has a PS4. To, it has to have more bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Like, like convenience to it. You plug yeah. it in and you go like, that's the whole, that's the Nintendo model. And that's why I like my, my Chromecast so much. 
so <clears throat> something that Brian talks about in that uh, thing is the the downfall to this is to having the two is you have to re-download all your games to your new right. Switch Lite. He said, but the nice thing is, is I got to pick and choose what I wanted on the Switch Lite mm-hmm. because I didn't have as much space right off the jump street. Right. Right. I have a 400 gig uh, SD card in my Switch right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have another 400 gig SD card to put in the new Switch Lite. Right. right. And I'm already maxing out. Like the other day, I had to delete a bunch of games mm-hmm. off of that thing. So it would be nice then if I could basically hook an external hard drive to a TV mode only, right. have a five gigabyte external hard drive or a five terabyte, sorry, external hard drive, right? <laughs> and just load it with games, yeah. right? Never have to delete games off my console mm-hmm. because the biggest fear of deleting games off the console is what happens if the store pulls it because of licensing issues oh, that's a good and you point. can't ever get the game back again, right? That's a good point. So now if they're on my hard drive and it's stuck and I have it mm-hmm. and so much so that I could even go buy a second one as a backup just in case my first external hard drive fails because yeah. they're cheap enough now. <laughs> they're not totally that expensive. You totally do all this too. I know. It I would. Insane, I absolutely would. would. Do all of this. But then if I had my Switch Lite that I could pick and choose the game of the like the game of the month that I'm playing mm-hmm. or the games of the month that I'm playing. Yeah, just peel it off there. Already, already loaded into that one, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm good to go. Yeah. Because he, the one thing he said was digital games – you have to re-download. But if you have disc, like cartridges, it's like boom, 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 done. You put it yeah. in that one, you put it in that one, it just works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I like – now that I think about it, if it, like I said, it depends on the bells and the whistles. Yep. If they do all this, then it's a no-brainer, sign me up, I'm in. Yep. But Nintendo does make me a little nervous when it comes to that stuff because they don't do all that stuff. They don't well, do the bells true. and the whistles. It's true. I, you know, I, I think about this sort of thing all the time of having um, like a home base. I like having all of my games on my one Xbox, but I can peel it off to the other. So I don't have everything like loaded up and everything. I love the network transfer. It's mm. also faster too. You don't have to rely on your your internet speed. It's just your network speed, and everybody has a fast network speed. It's all pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So that would be that would be quite a bit better, Mister Bobby. I think that would be pretty good. I mean, uh, so let's let's just real quickly let's just think about this home mode, right? The TV mode only. Mm-hmm. I said external hard drive is a must. You want an Ethernet port? Must. Mm-hmm. Has to have the ability to hook up Bluetooth headsets. Yep. Must. Must. Um, so I think that's three things that we both agree have to be there. That's right. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They have to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also allow it. As crazy as it sounds. I'd probably allow it to go backwards compatible with some other controllers for that's future. What I was, that's what I was thinking. Like, Wii, what do you like? Like, hook up the bar, the sensor bar, so you <laughs> can have the Wii. You know exactly. what I mean? Just so you can have the Wii mote and the nunchuck mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. as backup. Um, I don't know about the gamepad, but I wonder if the gamepad would be okay to hook to it. So what I'm thinking is, well, that's what the switch my, lights could be. That's what I was yeah. They switch light looks like a gamepad, and how do you, yeah. yeah, kind of mirror those two technologies? Because my idea is what you do with this TV mode only, right, is you start to create the ability, and this is going to lead into our next topic, um, to backwards compatibilize mm-hmm. all your Wii U catalog, all your um, Wii catalog, and yep. GameCube and all that stuff. If you allow for these other controllers to be backwards compatible, because you have a, a dock only, you know, a, a TV mode only, just makes it easier, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was um, starting to visualize sort of like a basically a Sega setup where you have this Frankenstein machine. Yeah. Just like you start yeah. adding on pieces for um, to go off for discs or cartridges or something else. Yeah. Like we, we went back, I think it was last week, we talked about um, Nintendo buying GameStop. And so if you were to kind of have like all and you just have to have all your, all your bases covered on yeah. that side. And then it becomes a conversation about... Are they distracted with that, or should they just be putting out Link's Awakening and other gorgeous games like we've been getting? So I don't know. It's it's a tough one, man. We always have yeah. to kind of consider all the things that we would want to do, and then the things that kind of have to get taken away in order for that to happen. So, so like I said, we're leading into the next topic, and that's powered by Patreon. Patreon.com, UB Capri. This one comes from Brendan Myers. If we ran Nintendo with both Xbox and Sony announcing their newest consoles will be backwards compatible would you find a way to make it work with the Nintendo Switch? And so <clears throat> I think 
ultimately, I think you're both we're both under agreement that like there's a way to make this work. You make it of work. Of course. Yes. Um, but here's here's the thing. The the cartridge based console that Nintendo has at the moment, mm-hmm. there is no such thing as backwards compatibility right. unless they have a virtual console. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no like the advantage to what Sony and Xbox are doing is the fact that they've All used discs, discs mm-hmm. since the very first time. Yeah. So they're still using discs. And it's you they have that ability to just go. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has never been a fan of discs because they don't want to pay Sony licensing fees. Yeah. Just the way it is. I know. And it's so funny. You know, it's always been that way. Yeah. So it's held them back, you know? So it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, Nintendo has always wanted to have a proprietary system so that way they get paid Mm -hmm. for their cartridges. Um, So this being said, obviously it isn't going to be compatible like the typical thing. But I wonder... I wonder if there's a way to sell an add-on or a peripheral, basically like a le- like in. a retron. Exactly, right? got all the different that just kind of plugs there. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that plugs in. I mean, if you wanted to make it where it's, and I think that's where you run into the thing of like where Nintendo. I, I think that this topic has probably come up a few times for Nintendo. Yeah, and I think Nintendo's probably looked at it and go, "Well, they can just go buy a Retron if they want to do this." But Possibly. I think that I think that the thing is, is you would sell more if you could basically sell a box that just plugs into the Switch via USB, right? Mm-hmm. And on that box, you have a slot for NES, Super Nintendo, uh, N sixty four. You have mm-hmm. a thing that takes GameCube discs. And Wii and Wii U Wii discs. U. Mm-hmm. And basically, that's your all-in-one box. It just hooks up. Now, it sounds crazy. It sounds nuts. But I literally um, bought some stuff from Neck Militia, right? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because you go through the paperwork on, on it. So what I bought from Nick Militia the other day was uh, a Famicom disc system. Mm-hmm. And this was a time when Nintendo did an add-on to the original Famicom. Yep. Which was these little discs, like floppy discs. Right. And you, the Famicom disc system plugged into the Famicom, and then you took these discs and you inserted them. Yeah. And it actually had better music and better graphics, and everything was a little bit better on those things. So Nintendo is notorious for doing things like this, like the satellite 60, system. And the, the 64 DD. The satelli- yes, the 64DD. Um They've always in Japan. They've always done these add-on systems that mm-hmm. have been like these. So I can see them tinkering maybe with this, right? Where you get an add-on that will allow you to do this. And obviously, it's very niche and very not everybody's going to want it. Mm-hmm. But there is a huge community that are out there right now pirating and stealing your stuff. Yeah. Why not give them an option? To go back. Well, everybody is trained to dock the system, anyways. Like that's yeah. built to do that. So you could yeah. you could have something like this that just sort of like snaps onto. And even then if it's a new access. dock, even if it's that's just a I'm new saying. dock, that's what I mean. Where, yeah, you sell a different you drop dock. Your, yeah, you sell a different dock that where you actually you, you could dock your switch. Mm-hmm. And I would even take it a step further, Sean. I listed all the stuff that I would have on it. I'd go a step further. I'd add Virtual Boy. I'd add Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Oh, I'd have slots for those as well. So this you don't way, take Sega while you're at it. Well, Sega, I'm just saying, like, on there. my my thing is, is like, hey man, let's do everything so people can then because what I feel like it's a twofold basis. One, it does it eliminates people from going because then you have a a fight back at people mm-hmm. because when people look at them taking down sites that pirate and all that and do and do ROMs and all that, Nintendo doesn't have a a, a, a good argument. Right. But now they can say, hey, you're taking away from something we're selling. Yep. This is your option. If you want to go do that stuff, get your games, put them in this, play this way. 
the argument that comes back and says, oh, well, what about Earthbound? It's a $150 cartridge. Well, man, that's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just the market it is. Can what I can ask you do? this? Can I? Because I think we're we're talking a little bit about like the technical and the maybe the legalities around it. Like, do you think um do you think people want it? I, that's kind of what I'm what I'd like to explore a little bit here because I'm glad that it's happening on X. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and yeah. tear that down. I'm glad that this is a thing that it seems like the gaming community has won. Similar to cross platform seems to be a thing yeah. that is winning. Call of Duty just I saw I think uh, Joseph Moran posted a screenshot. Just this beautiful thing. All these players across all these platforms. This is now a thing. Backwards compatibility yeah. seems to be a thing. I'm wondering if it's going to matter in the grand scheme of things uh, for this next generation. Or does Nintendo have, like, I'm starting to think maybe Nintendo has one more generation before this really becomes a problem. Like, I don't know if it's a problem that they don't do it just yet. Um, and they're also selling us <laughs> games over again. They're doing the remasters. They're doing all of the games from Wii, Wii U that we bought before. We're buying again. Yeah. And so it becomes this, like, what's what do the gamers want? And what are we, what are we screaming about as a huge deal yeah. versus what actually makes sense for the for the company like i i so, like like i said i'm glad that it's happening i don't understand how it's making sense like monetarily for xbox particularly it's not um, and now, it's not making any money for them it, it, at the end of the day it isn't like somebody's paying to do this stuff and that's and that's ultimately what i would look at and go like you're at you're buying this peripheral this dock mm-hmm. that's where you'd make your money back on, well, on yeah, doing especially on the physical this. side yeah. is the part that I don't really understand. It yeah. added value to Game Pass and things like EA Access because you're yeah. allowed to play. You can play these older games. Yeah. That part makes sense to me. So that's where it's like obviously that was that was central to Xbox's move. I don't know if that's part of – I think that has to be part of the end goal if we're talking about back and pat on Nintendo is yeah. it has to kind of – it can't just it can't just be about backwards compatibility. It has to be about something else. It has to be about some sort of like service or other revenue generating thing because selling people old games is not it's just not going to work. It's not going to no. be it's not going to make any money. No, you're you're you ultimately what this becomes is just you're you're giving something to the consumer. That's it. Mm-hmm. Cuz I could I, you could look at backwards compatibility on Xbox and on PlayStation. And at the end of the day, how many people really take advantage of it? Mm-hmm. Like, right. And not just if you if you raise your hand right now and going like, oh, I've done it. No, 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 no. Not done it. Have you done it? Like lived it, got a bunch of games, installed them all, been playing them on the reg, on the norm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you the numbers are very low. I guarantee you the numbers are not like you're a huge Xbox fan. Yeah. How many times have you actually taken advantage of backwards compatibility? Not not many, but I think this is a good – I'm glad you brought this up because I think it it's a timing thing of when backwards, compatibil- backwards compatibility matters. And I think it's when a console launches. And it's back – like Nintendo used to face this all the time. They used to fight with Sega about it as well where Sega would say, bring your games forward. And Nintendo would really go – It was they would really have to jump over that hurdle and say, parents – we're really sorry. Like they would actually do the apology. We're really sorry your old games, the NES games, don't work with the Super Nintendo, and try and like jump over that hurdle. I think that they might be heading up that again. But it's yeah. that it's that um, certainty that that platforms can provide gamers. Like I feel great that all the games that I'm buying right now, and particularly not just games, but my accessories. This is yeah. something else that Nintendo really spearheaded um, with the Wii controllers, the Wii remotes. Uh, they all move forward. I have my big expensive Elite controller. It's going to work with the next one. I've got all my games. Yeah. They're going to work with the next one. I've watched um, friends of mine go and sell all their games because yeah. they're getting ready for a non-backwards compatibility thing only to find out <laughs> that the next generation is back and pat. Yeah. So in terms of like keeping your audience at your platform backwards compatibility is hugely is hugely important because if you detach generation to to generation it creates this opportunity for somebody to go i'm gonna try something else if i'm leaving all this up behind anyways i might as well go try something new but if things carry over then things are a little bit more familiar and it it matters at that point in time but right now i think not really so it's it's just a matter of like well and i think i and i think that sony got bullied into this situation well that's why it matters now because they risk if they don't have it they risk people going back to xbox but i don't think people would leave that's the thing i don't i don't think that people would i think that it's people did leave xbox to playstation is very easy not not because of backwards compatibility though no but because there was no backwards compatibility because of the difference between 360 and the one People went, screw this. I'm going to try out this other thing instead. I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a trillion other reasons why yeah. people did that. Yeah. But I think that if 
if they had at least carried over the legacy of the shooters and all the things that people loved about 360, if that carried over into the one, it would have been a much different story, is my argument. But I don't know, man. It's it's very strange because Nintendo has I this think, weird history I think, of legacy. <clears throat> well, I think the thing is, is, well, because Nintendo monetizes it. Mm-hmm. Nintendo makes money off of their history. And, well, and now they other have company- first-party stuff and they have third-party stuff. And that's yeah. the other difference, too. Before, it was like, who cares about back and pad on, on Nintendo? Because it would only bring forward your Mario games. And you just play yeah. those on your old systems because nobody gets rid of those. But now they've yeah. got games that cross the board. And those are the things. that That's the type of thing that matters. If you have yeah. Witcher on all three, but if your Witcher um, copy carries over in one of those platforms and not the other, you're probably going to stay on there. So it's just it's not a, it's not a game-changer in and of itself, but it's just another little checkbox. That people yeah. kind of consider when they're jumping from one console or generation to the next. I, I don't. <clears throat> at this point, I don't see. I mean, like I said, I feel like all this does all this is is fan service. It's right. not. It's not anything. I don't think there's a single person. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that I've ever looked at a console and went, "Oh, this thing isn't backwards compatible. I'm not buying it." I like, agree with you. I just don't see it. I, I, I personally I look at book. I look at the what the console can do, what games are there. Mm-hmm. When 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 the time comes for a new console, I am ready to move on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back and play. Now I say that right, and here I am playing Link's Awakening, right? Well, but, I think that's different. I think that no, no I, I know that. I know that's yeah, different. But, it's <clears> but different. I mean, like, okay, so let's just but say it Link's Awakening. It's a convenience thing, Bobby. Think about when you buy a new console and then you have to have like <clears> there's there's a period of time like what is your Wii U still plugged in? Probably not at this point. But not there's a period point, of time no. where you have both plugged in. Yeah. And imagine if you just don't have to do that. Like yeah. you just it becomes a bit of a convenience thing where you don't have to have your PS3 and your PS4 and now your PS4 yeah. and your PS5 plugged in. You just jump to the next one. You're like everything just works. And you yeah. can have those games that are still like. <laughs> the week before that next generation came out, you're still playing that game. Yeah. And let's be honest, launch games suck anyways. So you're most probably going to yeah. want to kind of keep playing some of those. Back That's why I think that stuff. timing is the most yeah. important thing. Middle yeah. of a generation to launch backwards compatibility. It's like, whatever, man. We're, like, we're yeah. kind of into it now. We're getting our good games. I guess I guess my point is when or where I'm coming from is like when Xbox first announced or Microsoft first announced backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. I was like, eh. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, when, I think a lot of people were. Because it was in the middle. It was like we're done. We're beyond all this. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's it was a it was basically them setting up a pawn a pawn piece for the future. Big time. And that was what they you know what I mean? Like they built this around what they do. I think they're in a luxury of you know, again, they've used the same media format the entire time mm-hmm. so if you're using disc for five or for 20 years makes it easy right you know where nintendo like i said they've changed all the time i mean mm-hmm. if we were still using the original nes like nes cartridges no brainer we'd be yeah no doubt but it's a different ball game you know what i mean well and, and um, it's such a pr move too like there's no discounting that part they they said yeah. uh it's not possible and now it's possible yeah. and everybody else is saying that it's impossible so now it's just a leg up thing like it becomes yeah. a bit of a pr thing of um whether or not it's moving the needle for any gamers it's yeah. does this do it or does this not do it like it's a have have not set type of conversation um that seems to generate like weird um momentum yeah. On some of these things, these conversations on the internet. So it's those are the types of things that you really have to be worried about, whether or not they're actually going to move the needle or not. But the perception and the conversation of, oh my gosh, like Nintendo only does thirty frames per second, and it's not backwards compatibility. And like, can you imagine if they didn't have the crossplay thing? Like they were really yeah. leaders in that as well. So yeah. it's it becomes part of this package rather yeah. than each individual thing that I I think would be concerned about. So okay, let me ask you a question. If 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 we ran Nintendo, right, and we were to sit there and go like, hey, we're going to allow, like, we're going to create a Nintendo Online backwards compatibility type thing. Mm-hmm. Meaning you could buy, you could, de- if you're, if you're part of Nintendo Online, mm-hmm. we're going to get, like, they just open up the library. Like, right now right. they're kind of, they're doing it, but they're not. And the reason why I say that is they're doing it, but the Nintendo Online games are all because they've added something to it where you could right. play online with people. If we just eliminated that feature mm-hmm. and we just went, boom, here's a thousand games mm-hmm. that if you're a member of Nintendo Online, 
we're going to, they could up the price, you know what I mean? Cause then there's a lot of value coming, right? But if they were to say like, Hey, here's a thousand games that you could play day one. Let's go. Yep. yep. Like you could, you could basically give us an extra 20 bucks a month, right? Or 20 bucks a year, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So you're 40 bucks a year now, but here's a thousand games we're going to give you. And maybe it has to be more than, I don't know, price wise, but here's a thousand games you get. Go. Here's NES, SNES, all these classic Nintendo games. Boom, at your front door. Man, I think that's a win. Big well, I, I, I agree, and I think the way that, like, it, it seems like a rainy day type of move, just like it was for Xbox, that you kind of save that, right? Because yeah. at some point, you're just going to have to cut through all of this crap. Like, there's so many if this, then that, like, you you get these games, but not those games, and it's all it's NES and Super Nintendo and only some of the games. Yeah. Like, enough of this garbage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so complicated, so convoluted, that at some point, you're going to need to just kind of make it simple. But I don't yeah. think that the time necessarily is now to brand meyer's question i don't think that it matters right now i like ultimately i don't think that this is something that that they need because everything is going so well but at some point it can be like a real trump card for everybody else like this could be a deal breaker for the others if they just came out and said you get all the games because nobody has a backwards uh like they don't have the history they don't have the library that nintendo has so when they unleash that it's like holy crap dude look out but they don't. They they kind of have to play that card very wisely. Well, the thing too is right. So if they were to do it at the start of the next console, mm-hmm. in theory, that con- I believe it, and I've said it numerous times. That new console, man, I think they'll hit for a good twenty years. Like, like the next version. Like, so you're the, saying like they're still like, switch. Like, like it's going to be ultimately different editions yeah. and versions of the switch right. straight through. But when they move on from the switch. To Wii U three or whatever they decide sure. to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that moment is so far off that backwards compatibility might not even be a thing at that point. Well, and that's kind of that—that's another sort of element of this story as well. Like we've been talking historically, but all the way back to the NES. But like, really, do you just sort of like pick a gen and go like from here? This is where it's really going to work. And yeah. I think it's critical for the Switch because that's kind of what PS4 is doing now. They've they won this generation so in, in such a crazy fashion. That they can't afford to disconnect this generation from the next. So that's why backwards yeah. compatibility matters there. I would argue it's the same situation for the Switch. That they've had this huge success, all these millions of tens of millions of people buying it, that they can't risk a disconnect. They can't yeah. risk. But I mean, I even as I say that, because it makes sense on the Sony side, they did that with the Wii and the Wii U, and it didn't really yeah. work. No. Like it Not was, at all. It, it was, was backwards compatible and it did nothing. It was backwards yeah. compatible. It did nothing for them. They did it between the GameCube and the Wii. Now, and not even the any Wii of these limitations. Like it was like perfect back and yeah. And the Wii was very successful, right? Mm-hmm. But it had nothing to do with GameCube yeah. backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it depends. It just on the, wasn't part the of the moment. conversation, though. Yeah, it does no. depend on them. That's why. Like it wasn't, nobody was talking about backwards compatibility back then. Now people mm-hmm. are like. Now you know what we just we just have so much. We have so many things to be happy about that we're just finding yeah. things to complain about. I yeah, guess I this agree. is one of the last remaining things. Exactly. So uh, that is all. Thank you How guys are we supposed for to listening. play all the Kirby games from back in the day, Bobby. How? I haven't done that in a while. It's been a bit. We don't have to play Kirby games. That's that's <laughs> how that's how we do that. Um, all Switch games online. are backwards. That's how, that's how. All <laughs> games are backwards compatible except for except Kirby games. <laughs> <laughs> so that is all. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of If We Ran Nintendo. Number episode one sixty seven is now in the books and done. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can check out everything that Sean Capri. I'm over here drooling and stuff. You can oh, listen wow. to everything that Sean Capri is doing on the internet. Follow him. Sean like Connor Capri like the pants over on twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. You can follow me, Instagram, Twitter, at Nintendo Gurus. That is all. Peace out, Preston. Oh.